Hey everyone, welcome to the season five premiere of the Water Cooler Podcast. My name is Marley Silverbrand, as always, and today I'm joined by a very legendary human being. He is he makes he's he, uh, he makes really legendary content on TikTok in the film t- uh, TikTok community. It's Tyler from Tyler Makes Films. Tyler, how are you doing today? What? Um, can I just say something really quick? I did not. I did not expect like your intro and everything like that was sick. Like I, I, I've done a well, podcast can... before. We never had like that setup, So like, that's dope. <laughs> what the fuck? You, uh, special thanks to Cameron Avery. He worked on that one. Nice. Uh, yeah. It, I, I love that intro so much. I, I freaking, I freaking love it. I've been using it ever since, since he made it. Tyler, uh, we discovered each other on, t- on TikTok, and it's kind of like a, a just a weird uh, way we discovered just because I think we think we're in like someone's live and we're just like just start chatting about movies yeah and, like if anyone already knows if n- knows me really well like if someone brings up movies and we're that makes that pretty much means that we're instantly friends just because <laughs> like I love communicating on uh like just talking about movies but yeah I don't know I was so close to like deleting TikTok like before we met just because yeah like TikTok was just get, controlling my life so much and then I discovered film TikTok and then Tyler, Tyler, <laughs> what's, what's your story, man? <laughs> what is my story? No, like, I feel you on that, dude. Like, I, I mean, I, we've talked about this before. Like, I totally was going to delete, like, all social media if I could because I wanted to do that thing where, like, I'm going to step away from the world right now. But, yeah, I think right when I was about to delete TikTok, I posted a couple of things that were, like, film related and then somehow managed to get on, like, the film talk community. And the people were super cool there. And then we ended up... I think it was uh, Trey, if anyone wants to, I guess, whatever, free shout out, right? At Trey, the producer, we met on his TikTok mm-hmm. live. Yeah, I feel you on that. Like everyone just started vibing and like, I'm the same way. Like as, as long as we're talking about movies, I'm like super passionate about that. Uh, and we can go on for like days talking about basically anything re- like movie related. So since your, your life basically re- revolves around movies, like how did that basically like start for you? Because I have like an answer for that, but I would like to know your answer. Like, like my 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 lives. Yeah, like your like what what was the movie that that got that got you into like I want to make movies. I want this to part of my life. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, I you know <laughs> on cool. my t- <laughs> this is always a hard question. I would say like on my TikTok, I've an- my answer will change all the time. I said Scooby Doo because you know James Gunn mm-hmm. is the G, but you know Daddy Gunn. He's baby, your daddy. Right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> canonically like everyone should know that like he is my dad like well, yeah and uh the, the the kid from uh reservation dogs like he's your brother yeah in some weird reality like that all makes sense right like mm-hmm. um, yeah i don't and taika's well, your uncle taika is my uncle yeah. taika's, no taika's my other dad i have two dads y'all like <laughs> you know what? it's the it's 2021 you know what? we're 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 open to everything around here. Anything is possible. <laughs> Did that answer your question at all? Like, <laughs> I guess Scooby Doo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like uh, the Scooby Doo. You said mm-hmm. Scooby Doo. Um, um, like 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 for me, like Back to the Future was like. I think I yeah. actually did a stitch, and I said Back to the Future was the thing that made yeah. me want to make movies because I remember sitting on like the couch with my brother, and my eyes just widened up, and I was just like, the, like people people get paid for this and stuff like that. And it's funny that like a 10 year old (laughs) kid would see, see that from back to the future. But I, I just, I just think still to this day, I think like that movie is so creative. I don't really, I don't know how I feel about Scooby-Doo. If you want to elaborate on why you love that movie so much. (laughs) It's not like the best. Like I would say anything Spielberg. Like I would say like Jurassic Park. These are like the obvious answers, right? But like Jurassic Park definitely mm-hmm. was another movie that I was like, holy Star Wars is another one that I was like, yeah, like I want to do that. Anything like sci-fi based was like dope. Like that was this, like I would see that stuff on the screen and I would ask myself, how, how, how do people just, yeah, no, I, you're not weird. That's the same thing I thought. Like how do people go and get paid to basically have fun and play pretend with their lives? Like, right. <laughs> like that's basically exactly. it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know, but I, th- the thing I love so much about like just the film talk community is that you just, I met you right there and we vibe like basically mm-hmm. on that same energy and just seems like everyone in that community is just like the film community in general, like mm-hmm. people are just so loving and just like, 
willing to help you out and like you've you, from day one you've helped me out and like started a conversation i just i absolutely love that so I, like i thank you for that and i i hope i hope that continues uh, i don't I, bro you don't uh, like to be honest, you don't even have to like thank me for like honestly like i love it i love it when people are passionate about something like that's what that's what it's just, like so cool about that community like i was usually surrounded by people who like i would have a little critiques of movies or you know certain movies that i like that uh, the people I would surround myself with, they didn't vibe with or they didn't like how I critique certain movies. They didn't like that. I, I didn't like other movies, but like TikTok, the film talk community, like specifically though, they seem to be very open about, you know, hearing other perspectives and being open to like, Hey, you know what? I didn't look at a movie that way. Like, yeah, like that's why I don't. And the no, the thing good. that I love about TikTok, like in general, is yeah. that it really anyone can like get out and like like make a video and put it on and it'll be on someone's for you page it's not like it's not like youtube where youtube youtube is basically just like corporate enterprise now like now it's just like joe blow can make a tiktok and it'll be on someone's (laughs) for you page like that's a really bad example but you know what i mean right and like youtube is so much more work like tiktok made it so easy to just put stuff out if that makes any sense like without yeah, having yeah, to rely that, that, on like all production and all of that other stuff for videos. Like I could literally just record a video right now and just be like, I'll put this up. <laughs> and I, I feel like that is like, the like when people ask me for advice, like, Oh, how do you do five seasons of a podcast? How do you do TikTok? How do you do YouTube? Mm-hmm. I think like the most important thing is, is like, I always say like, you just do it. Like the Nike ad is like, yeah. is totally right. It's like, <laughs> If you don't do it, then you'll never learn. And if you, it's like sometimes you got sometimes you got to fail in life because you got to learn from those mistakes. It's like I, I, I don't want to be cliche, but it's like it's it's totally true. Yeah, like we talked about that. Like I, I think people need to find the joy in like messing up. Like it's fun to mess up. To be honest, I think that's where like that's where the film talk community comes in. It's like they're open. You need to surround yourself with people that are cool with you failing, if that and will be supportive with you throughout like Mm -hmm. all of that stuff rather than just like oh well you suck now so (laughs) like youtube could be like super unforgiving like (laughs) it's funny because that's totally true because like right before we started recording like you did you did a live on tiktok which now you can go live because of a thousand followers congrats man people were giving you it's like people were giving you trash about like not reading comments because the comments were coming in so fast but (laughs) they weren't like giving you trash like for like a bad reason it was like we love you so much tyler it's like it's so awesome it's like if you surround yourself around like the best like the best people it's like good things will come yeah no exactly like honestly like i would say even like a year ago if i if i had gone live at the point in my life when at that point in my life and if i went live i probably would have taken that very personally but like the way that they are, the yeah, I didn't. It didn't feel like that, and that's just like great. It, I don't know. It's just it's so great. But um, enough like the, about like the community. Like like your channel is the thing that I loved about your channel. Like as soon as I started watching your videos, totally focus on like just like the BIPOC community and just like what and um, getting like representation yeah. like for just people that don't look like like the average like (laughs) actor like in like in hollywood it's like i don't want to like point out that race well it's white people so because because they've been yeah uh, (laughs) and i totally respect that type of content so it's i I don't know like even like in your live like today when i was in there i got really upset like when people when you said that you you couldn't get jobs just because it's just because of what the way you yeah. look and the fact that we're in 2021 mm-hmm. and we're still worried about like we still have like those those problems it makes me really sad again i won't ever speak on like the black experience because i can imagine i can i can't imagine how much more like difficult that can be like for me like i am mixed i'm like i'm part of the bipoc community but yeah i've had situations not even just in film but like you know as a sir like i used to do food serving right I actually got like let go from a job because I brought up discrimination and stuff like that. Even now, like I feel like they'll take one look at me. I've even put on um, resumes before when I applied to like video editing jobs. I found this, I found that like I would put other, right? Or like two or more races. And I've applied to like hundreds of jobs and like, no, 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 no. And then 
I changed recently. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put I'm gonna put Asian, just Asian. Mm-hmm. And I'll get a couple, like I got a couple responses back. It didn't go anywhere, but I would get a couple responses back. You know, it's that sort of stuff. Like I shouldn't even really have to be dealing with like that kind of stuff, if that makes any sense. I just think it's totally just very, uh, it, it's just unfortunate that that's like that. Like when I apply for jobs, I, I usually just say decline, decline, mm-hmm. to, decline to answer or not applicable, even though I'm, even though I'm mixed myself. Yeah. I've had, I've had issues like just recently too, especially mm-hmm. being mixed race is that like, like I mix black and white mm-hmm. and like, I've had issues like being like, like hanging out with like my black friends and they're saying I'm not black enough. And mm-hmm. then I have like white friends saying that I'm not white enough. And it's like, it's, it, it's totally a frustrating world that we're living in. For but sure. I, I like that. I like that your content is highlighting like just people of color and just because to be honest, like they make some of the best movies. So I'm like, <laughs> uh, not, yeah, you know why I tried to be like, they got, they got experience. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also, also Taika and just like everything that he's doing. Over yeah. There. Like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, like Taika, like for me is like, uh, like he's kind of like my new M night Shyamalan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like not, not trying to put Taika down at all. It sounds like I'm putting him <laughs> down, but yeah. like, I like that he's in movies too. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just kind of he, like, he's, he's, he just wants to be a part of like the process. Like a hundred percent. Yeah. Cause it like, it's, uh, it's crazy. Like, did you know he was in free guy? Yeah. Yeah. That's coming out sure. this Friday. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's and, and like, he's in reservation dogs too. Right. Like, uh, you know, actually I don't think he's going to be in it. That's actually kind of why I like it too. Cause the, while at the same time, like he is, um, by like part of that community indigenous, um, I think he is, taking a step like not to step into that story necessarily because it is about native americans and mm-hmm. you know, that experience that he can't necessarily be in it if that makes sense there's no reason for him to be in it yeah it's it's kind of like not in his place but i mm-hmm. i like that he's kind of like it's not just m night Shyamalan that's like in his movies and he's also making making his yeah. movies too yeah like taika is, is not trying to do a hot take but taika is better than M. Night Shyamalan. Even though I I, I like old for like what it was, Mm -hmm. but the the ending totally ruined that movie. Uh, Do you want to go into it a little bit? (laughs) Yeah, let's go into it. Like that. (laughs) Let's go into like why I love old just because I think I mentioned this like in one of your comments, like your videos. I love that. I love that M Night. Like, like the M Night today, he's self-funding pretty much everything. I love mm-hmm. that he's like so ambitious about getting like these movies made. I understand why he's self-funding because no one wants to like give him money to do anything anymore, just because, yeah. especially after After Earth. But <laughs> um, oh boy, <laughs> I I I respect him still wanting to do like what he loves to do. Mm-hmm. and like self-fund like all of, all of his movies and i i love old on a like a technical level and just kind of just the the ambition but but and yeah. just like the storytelling behind aging quickly mm-hmm. i think the ending of that movie just just totally breaks everything that he set up and it, it like it turns it into a different movie but that's just my opinion like, I don't know if you felt like you were invested most of the movie up until the end, but I was slowly starting to pull out, like, any sort of, like, it already was starting to fall apart, like, pretty much at the point where they were at the beach, like, or when they first discovered that body, yeah. like, it all kind of started falling apart, like, really quickly for me. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Like, <laughs> I, was, I was on board up until... Uh, up uh, like spoilers for old if you haven't seen old but uh i was up and up i was on board when like uh, like with the pregnancy yeah like the the because i was just like i, yeah. I had my hand in my face <laughs> and i was just like this is problematic am I? <laughs> so basically you're saying that it, these two kids yeah like had sex 
and grew older and they had the baby. I'm just like, but they had sex when they were like younger. I'm like, oh, uh, that's that's so problematic. Like the rules, like the rules aren't established super clear. Like, did their brains also grow? Like, did they mature? Because it didn't seem like it, but later on, it's like, okay, I guess they actually grew older mentally too. Or like, I didn't know the rules. Like, <laughs> if that, yeah, it, the. The rules were very just like it, it. It it felt very like improv. Like he was just kind of making it up as he was going along. I I liked the concept of it. I think I thought it was interesting. The yeah. thing for me that broke me was just the dialogue. I feel like M Night oh. needs to. The dialogue was so bad, but like it's almost like he needs a writer, like just like a writing partner because I yeah. feel like he like he has the technical side down, but it's. Like the dialogue is not good, and like sometimes the stories aren't just like flushed out like completely. I don't know. Get, like get another writer, or maybe make it past the first draft. No, <laughs> it just well, like no, that's not draft, the, <laughs> that's that's not true because After Earth had like three writers. So oh god, that's, I don't know that what makes it there. even worse. <laughs> what the yeah, <laughs> that didn't I help remember, me like, like that, that movie, movie at all. Like. I, I remember when that movie was in production because Gary yeah. Whitta was like one of the main writers on that. And I followed mm -hmm. him pretty closely on this uh, tech podcast. It's called This yeah. Is Only a Test. And he was talking about writing the script and I got super like excited <laughs> for it. I was like, oh, new Will Smith movie. That's awesome. Jason Smith, too. And I saw that movie in theaters and I was just like, I, I don't know which which is worse after Earth or Last Airbender. I oh well, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I haven't seen <laughs> After Earth only because I heard so much about it, and like it seemed like one of those movies that was a recipe for a good movie. It should have like on paper, it sounds like it should have probably worked, and then you watch it and you're like, ooh, like do you think it was like a too many cooks in the kitchen type of deal, or what? Like what were the problems it's... with that movie? Was it the pacing or the the problem was Will Smith? like just wanting a movie for his son. So it was just like, he was just trying oh. to get his son clout. <laughs> and also I would think too many cooks in this kitchen with like the writers and stuff like yeah. that. And I, I loved the way that movie was marketed because they weren't putting M Knight's name on that because that was after airbender. This was kind of mm -hmm. like his movie theater, mo movie jail movie where <laughs> they, it's just a Will Smith movie. It wasn't yeah. an M night movie. Like they tried their hardest, like not to like put, put M night, like, like on the marketing materials. Yeah. Which I is, didn't even know. It's, it's I, just really sad. Well, I forgot but, he did that movie. Like I, <laughs> you're right. Like if I remember correctly, yeah, there was like, they did not put his name on any of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's almost like where the studios were just saying like, Hey, M night, we're doing you a favor. Everyone is like hating you after Last Airbender, which I still bothers me to this day, like why that failed. Just because it's like someone like M. Knight, it's like he's a member of like the BIPOC community. And <laughs> yeah, like you cast Aang, a white, like Aang, like this guy was like, like, I, I, I don't know. It's <laughs> or not even Aang, it was Katara. Like Katara is like, like a person yeah. of color. And you make her white. And I'm like, oh my god. And I, and I don't know. <laughs> I mean, okay, really quick about The Last Airbender. Quick fact. I think it's a fact. It might be legend, but <laughs> legend says, apparently he never watched the animated show and he was just going off of what his kids were kind of like telling him, which is already inherently going to be a problem. <laughs> like, I, I didn't hear about that because like the thing that made me excited for that M. Night was creating Airbender was like I was. I remember uh, reading or uh, listening to uh, like an interview with him, mm -hmm. and he was like super passionate about it, and like super excited to like have people see this. And like, I understand oh, it's like when you are in the creative mindset, like you like you kind of have like creative goggles on, and you think everything that you're making is good. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're like that, or I like I'm so like that to an extent. I don't know, like, maybe he just needed to, like, take the glasses off and just, like, hey, this, it, it's like he has, like, the Abed moment. Remember remember that episode <laughs> of Community? Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The... <laughs> Abed, Abed, Abed. I love, I love that episode so hard, like, 
it's that's so all. good. No one talks about. The thing is, like, yeah, I, I people blame M Night a lot, but I also would blame everybody around him. I'm like, nobody checked this man. Nobody gave him like, mm-hmm. uh, hey, like, mm, this is not that. Like, we might want to look at this again. Like, right. I feel like the th- the problem I feel like with M Night was that he he's riding that sixth sense wave. Like, I, I feel like he's still riding it to this day because every movie has to end with a twist. And it's like ever since Sixth Sense with the big twist that everyone lost their minds for. Yeah. And like he was on the cover of Time magazine saying like, oh, he's the next Spielberg. And I'm <laughs> like, dude, you calm down. It's one movie. <laughs> it's like, like, did and I feel like it, did signs come out after that movie? Yeah, I believe so. Oh, God. Like, man. The twist in Signs was bad too. Like, oh, the Sixth Sense was fine, but Signs, man. Oh boy, I was like, that it, was it. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm. I like Signs. Like as a kid, I'm not really sure if I like. Maybe I should do a TikTok series, like watching all of M Night's movies again, <laughs> just seeing how I, how, how I mean, how everything that. holds up. Like, it's not like my least favorite M Night movie. Like, I. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it like Joaquin Phoenix, I believe, isn't it right? Yes, it... yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah, what is your least and... favorite then? Like, I feel like I would get canceled if I didn't say Airbender <laughs> <laughs> because just being a big fan of like the show, like growing yeah. up, and then walking into that theater and just like I usually <laughs> try not to. Yeah, I usually try not to walk out of movies because it's like I got to see it through to the end. Like Airbender was, I got close. Okay, yeah, I feel the I, same I, way. I think that was the only movie that I might have gotten like close. <laughs> but you're the same way. You like you have to see it through to the end. Unfortunately, like, yeah. Like no matter how, because I'm like I already well like respect and like I already paid for the ticket. Like it kind of right I gets your money's worth. Yeah, you gotta th- that self harm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I hate yeah. myself. I gotta uh, watch this yeah. all the way through. Yeah, yeah, I think Airbender is like his his worst. Like, I'm not even yeah. trying to be topical. It's just like because I feel like every bad movie that he makes besides Airbender actually kind of has some level of like it's like it's interesting. Like, yeah, whether it's bad, interesting or good, interesting. Airbender is just like like it's two dimensional. It's flat. It's just yeah. It's not. It's it's just not good. <laughs> I also realized something but, about like but yeah. M Night after watching old because yeah like you would you would think with Last Airbender he had the chance to do like representation and whatnot I don't know if you felt like this but old felt like kind of he was falling into the white like a lot of tropes like killing off the black characters the Asian character I'm like M Night sir and then having this situation where like one of the characters was like I'm not racist, but I'm going to treat this guy like he's he's up to no good or, you know, I'm going to be suspicious of him clearly because you're right. racist. But like he never goes into it. I'm like, what's wrong, dude? Yeah, he really falls in the stereotypes in old. And the yeah. thing that made me roll, roll my eyes is like with the black character, like he's obviously a rapper, which um, is it is it was it minivan? Was that the rapper? Yeah, was that something along those lines. Or is you're, it like, probably not far off. Mini like, sedan. Sure. And yeah. I'm like. <laughs> oh my god that's like i remember i was like I, I when i heard that i was just like it hurts like i felt like i like i i got shot with bad writing like i'll just say that. <laughs> no you know what's you know what's terrible yeah. at first i was like okay cool i'm cool like ah that was kind of funny and then i realized it's like oh he didn't mean it as I was, this is just not appropriate yeah he was trying to be serious like <laughs> i was like this oh. is real <laughs> oh. he, like he really thinks rap 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 names like sound like this it's like dang m night <laughs> like i thought he was trying to make some sort of commentary but i was like oh no that's yeah that's exactly no. right it's like oh damn you're, you're serious Shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, but m night like what a guy right like i, I respect like, him yeah. <laughs> what, what was that we just felt like 15 minutes talking about M Night. <laughs> like M Night. Yeah, right. <laughs> no. Well, no, I res- I totally respect him. Like just for like just being a person of color and doing what yeah, he does. Sure. But it's like sometimes he needs to be reined in. So it's like <laughs> But yeah. You wanna know someone else that 
that doesn't need to be reined in. Are you gonna say Taika or who? <laughs> well, no, it, I was I was trying to segue into the movie that I saw last night, Green Knight, and you yes. told me to see. Like, this is one thing that people need to know. Like, like a uh, people that are listening to this podcast, this rambling movie lovers podcast. Tyler, I respect your opinion so much. So when you tell me to go see or watch like a show, like I'm gonna go watch it. Like I wasn't. I'm not the biggest fantasy like fan, so like Green Knight never really intrigued yeah. me. But I watched your video and I was like, I, I I love I love this like I love this like video. So I'm I went to go. That's crazy. I went I, yesterday like, to go watch that. it because I I was honestly scared. I always get scared to recommend movies to people because I'm like I am terrified to be wrong. <laughs> Don't be terrified to be wrong. Like I, I recommend movies like all the time, and like people like say like, "Oh, that was shit," and then, <laughs> and then that's like my cue of like, be like, "Hey, like maybe I shouldn't talk to this person anymore. <laughs> they don't like this movie." It's like, it's like I do that all the time with Community. Like if they, it, it, like I, I tell them to watch like an episode, and they yeah. say it sucks, and I'm like, "No, I, uh, I can't talk to this person anymore." <laughs> but, but seriously. Uh, but yeah, I saw Green Knight last night. Um, did, like I thought it was, I thought it was really interesting and really well done. I thought it was yeah. like really well shot. And Dev Patel, I like, I remember that guy was Slumdog Millionaire. Like that dude is like, I, I'm glad that that guy's still getting work. I haven't seen everything that he's in, but yeah, this, this I liked that sexy man. Go ahead. <laughs> the yeah. sexy man, dog. <laughs> I thought that was a dude from Reservation Dogs. <laughs> What's that guy's name again? That that followed you? Oh, you said? the the Pharaoh Unatai? Yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, that's that, so crazy. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's 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 crazy that he commented on it and he was like, "You're like your video is basically just like like hey, this is my brother," and then he's like, "Hey, bro." In the comments, I was like, "Whoa!" I was just like, "Who's this, who's this fan account?" And I like looked. I was like, "Oh no, it's serious!" Like, what? Oh, shit, there's a blue check mark. Yeah, I was like, "Whoa, yes, the coolest!" Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I the Green Knight is like, I, I I love that movie like so much. I love that like being someone that's not like a big fan of fantasy. I like that this one was like like they modernized it like. Uh, right? You, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it. I I've heard like the common criticism online was that it's slow, but for me, like I thought this movie kind of moved along like at a decent pace. Like it wasn't like like yeah, it's slow like in some parts, but it, mm-hmm. like I like I was kind of intrigued like throughout the throughout the whole movie. But m- maybe that's just me. I like well that because it's like it it subverts what people expected you know, a fantasy movie would do, you know, like all the sword fighting and the dragons, you know, you got things like Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings that did that. Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. what was refreshing about watching this movie because even, I would, yeah, I agree with you. I wouldn't even say it was slow necessarily. I think it was just different and not what people were expecting. But I think that was kind of the point where, you know, this whole story about this kid who's trying to prove his honor and and we're actually getting to see how, like, a, a not so glorified version of what honor actually is, you know. I and I think what I appreciated m- most about the movie is like all this, like the subtext within the movie too, mm-hmm. was that I I appreciated that the movie like explored like different perspectives yeah. of like just like like the like like spoilers for Green Knight if you haven't seen it, but like there's like a like like a gay kiss like in this movie and like i thought that was totally ballsy for someone to do for like <laughs> david valerie right. the director of that yeah. to just do something like that uh because i don't think he was doing it for like outrage i think he was doing it just because it's like like here's like a like dev patel's like character like the way that it's set up is that like this guy hasn't really experienced anything like in life yeah like, he's like he even says like at the beginning like it's like i have no stories to tell Mm-hmm. And I love that, like, the entire movie is basically him, like, experiencing, like, different cultures and different perspectives. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I, I admire, like, uh, like, the movie for going in that direction. I also like that they didn't, 
like the lore of it all like they didn't force it down or like spoon feed us like it actually trusted its audience to sort of just immerse ourselves and really like experience it with him rather than explaining like oh and then the ghost lady from whatever this town is because this town is you know let me tell you about the town now like all of that stuff like stuff we didn't really need to like go over really like he just throws us right into the movie yeah i i appreciate when movies do that like because there's nothing more that i hate like than like just narration like (laughs) just a random like narration of just like explaining like what's going on it's just like these are movies for a reason like movies exist like they're moving pictures i should Mm -hmm. be able to tell like what's going on if you give me a the right amount of information and like because you don't watch you said that's not like really your thing but like that's the thing with fantasy it this movie actually felt fantastical because we're learning with the character and like i don't understand anything and that's the fun of it we're getting to like just experience the movie like yeah it's we're experiencing the movie just like Dev patel's character is experiencing life like along the mm-hmm. along the journey i love like the way the movie like like starts like it starts with like uh, like at that at that village or that castle and like everything is very like secluded and like like it's all about like these people within here and then Mm -hmm. like and like when Patel like ventures out it's like super grim and just like and just like empty and i i freaking love like that contrast of this like Patel could have stayed here like really if he wanted to but yeah but he what he wanted to like experience life and stuff like that i like i think i love that the movie went there and uh i'm not sure if i can recommend it to people just because like yeah like i said like some people say it's super slow and it's probably not for everyone but i think it should be seen just because of like just different like this that's why i started this podcast of like learning different people's perspectives and like and just learning about other people and like that's what the green knight is it's just like this guy just going on a journey and like learning about different cultures and perspectives and i don't know i uh, like i i admire it for that reason so i i would be scared to recommend it but i would also say i feel like everyone should watch it it's such a different it's so refreshing to have such a different like that kind of movie experience again like mm-hmm. it was weird yeah, cuz it's it like a blockbuster but also an art house film like I'm really glad that I saw this in like a movie theater just because yes, I don't know about you, but like the last like year or so, 15 months or so, it mm-hmm. was like killing me. Like, especially for like, I'm assuming <laughs> for like, since you're a movie lover like me, like it probably like was killing you that you couldn't go to a movie theater and just sit down and just relax and watch a good movie. Like, Cause I, I like the feeling that like once you go, the thing with like movie theaters, you go in and you don't you don't go on your phone or anything. The problem with watching at home is like ah, I can go on my computer, I can, I can go, I can eat food, I can you know, I can walk away and come back, I can pause the movie. But with the theater, like once you're in there, you're in there to just experience whatever you're about to watch. I bought a sound bar for my TV because I was like, this might help a little bit. It kind of does, but not not the same, like not nearly the same. <laughs> I know for me, like, like during quarantine and like the pandemic, like I work, mm-hmm. like, I don't know about you, but I worked throughout the entire like pandemic. But the, the thing like for me was that like, I, since movie theaters were closed, like I didn't really watch very many movies in 2020, which is kind of like a sad thing to say is, but like, yeah, like for me, it's like, it was like TikTok that just kind of like, I was just kind of like discovering like new trends on that. And like I watched like the occasional movie, like I saw Tenet, even though I don't think mm-hmm. the way I saw Tenet was not the way it was intended. But like for me, like the movie theater experience is like it's like I'm not a religious person like at all, but mm-hmm. like that's like my church. I'm not sure if you're <laughs> yeah. the same way, but yeah, it's I don't know. I just love just like going to movie theater like like by myself or with friends, but most of the time by myself and just kind of just sitting sitting down and just avoid like all the distractions and just mm-hmm. watch a movie. Uh, I don't know. Like it, it was just hard for me to like focus like during like all, all that time and just like watch any, anything in 2020. But I would say even at home, like during quarantine, I, I would run into a 
problem a lot with too many things to watch. I don't know if you had a sort of similar problem with like the movies coming out. It's like, okay, cool. This thing came out. This is the only, you know, it's going to be out and then it won't be available for like three you know, four months before it comes out on like streaming or I think part of the problem I had in quarantine was like there's too many things to watch and it was like overwhelming and then nothing was really coming out in 2020 and I'm glad you brought that up just because like 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 I said I didn't watch very many things in 2020 but mm-hmm. like I think that's the another reason why I feel like the whole Netflix or Hulu's of the world like I think that the way they distribute like films is kind of like crazy just because there's so many movies that are on netflix that aren't popping up like on my on my queue or like like within like the movies that i browse like through every day just because of like the the, like the algorithm isn't pushing movies like my direction but like some of the like some of my favorite movies that i've watched like i went in like cold and i didn't know anything about Mm -hmm. and i didn't like it wasn't like like example like if the green knight was on netflix like I'm not really into fantasy movies that Netflix wouldn't have recommended that for me. And I feel like that's like a problem, like with the way they distribute just because it's like movies like the green Knight would have been seen if it was only on streaming. I don't know. Like, do you feel the same way? I've yeah. Like I realize sometimes I would get recommendations on Netflix and like of movies I've, I didn't even know were on Netflix because people's like, uh, the stuff that, yeah, like exactly the stuff that Netflix would recommend to me is different for stuff that would it would recommend to you. Um, and mm-hmm. movies I might not ever see be on my, like, unless I go search for it. I can imagine, I, I feel like Green Knight would probably pop up on my feed, but yeah, I, I don't think it would have ended up on yours at all, which is sad. Yeah, it would have like, been a problem for that movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's, it, it's frustrating that it's, like, cause part of the fun things about like going to Blockbuster or like a video store, like when I was mm-hmm. a kid, is just like kind of going and sh- strolling through like the aisles and be like, yeah, looking at the like the the artwork and be like, that looks really cool. Like, I want I want to see that movie. I don't know what the movie is about, but I'm gonna check it out. Now that we're a slave to the algorithm like so much, it's like it's just we're watching movies based on like what a computer thinks we'll like instead of what we'll actually like. I've it, never, yeah, I've it, never actually thought about that. <laughs> that makes total sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's just some things that I find frustrating with like, with like the way those films are distributed, but I think it's, yeah, the, but they are also doing good things too, just because there's so many movies that I've seen that like that pop up on Netflix mm-hmm. that don't get distributed like that 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 wouldn't get distributed like on like in a movie theater and netflix is giving them a chance and a voice so it's like like torn like (laughs) how certain like yeah like i feel like what's a movie that would probably get a chance on netflix that if they were to show in theaters it probably wouldn't have gotten like the same it wouldn't have been received the same way i'm trying to think of like a movie uh like 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 you're saying it wouldn't have gotten the same like love for it yeah, like, well, like is theaters? that what you were kind of? That's what you were kind of getting at. Like, Netflix does give a chance to like those productions and stuff that maybe like or those movies that might not necessarily get picked up by you know mainstream mm-hmm. uh, movie theater like showings. But mm-hmm. then they'll put it on. You know, Netflix will be like, "Hey, I'll grab this. Um, let's show it on here and see what you know how it goes." Like, I don't know. Like, could could I put Gunpowder Milkshake into something something like that? Like a movie like Gunpowder Milkshake, like like it's an all female cast, and I feel like movie studios and like theater companies, like like they saw Ghostbusters, like how that how that uh, how that did in theaters, and they're like, oh, we don't really want to take a chance on that, mm-hmm. like anymore, just because that's people didn't like it. But Netflix is just like, no, we'll we'll give it a shot, and mm-hmm. I think that was generally well received. No, that's like, a I yeah, like Gun- that's a good. I think that's a good example, like. I can't imagine that movie maybe necessarily going to theaters and doing well. And no fault of its own. I wish we weren't at that point where those movies shouldn't do terribly when they get shown in theaters. But I can see like Netflix picking up that movie and being like, yeah, let's just let's just distribute it on our streaming service uh, mm-hmm. and it should be OK. Dang, yeah. Ghostbusters and... really fucked things up, didn't it? Like... <laughs> yeah, that uh, I, I noticed that you mentioned that that movie a lot like on your tiktok <laughs> like i don't like that film at all but I there's think so much wrong with it. <laughs> i like to 
to compare that it, it's 2016 Ghostbusters, right? Yeah. Was that yeah. what it was? Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, I like to compare that Ghostbusters to season four of Community. Like it's yeah. it's got a really <laughs> great cast, really great comedic like uh, like women like in mm-hmm. like in that movie, and they're doing the best that they can with that material. I generally had like a good time with it, but yeah, it's still a bad movie. It's it really showed. I don't know if what was his name, the director, because um, he did episodes on of The Office and stuff. But it really showed that like when it comes to the writing, he yeah, he's made some like decent Office episodes. But I feel like when you direct The Office, like shows like The Office, especially like if you mm-hmm. come in like super late in the process. Like those guys are already like those guys and gals are already already like up. They're a well-oiled machine. Yeah. Like you're really just coming in there, just like making sure people are on time and stuff like that. Not trying to like discount like uh, like put down yeah. Paul Feig or <laughs> anyone that yeah. jumps in like that. But like it still is a really hard job, and like they they did a really good job directing those episodes. But I'm just saying. Like, like I tried to give him a chance. Yeah. He did. He did do Bridesmaids. I was like, and I like that movie. That movie is fun. And I thought like maybe this might. I was like, okay, cool. I'm not necessarily ready for this Ghostbusters movie, but I think you know I'll give like I'll give it a chance because like I thought I liked, I thought I liked Paul Feig and I I liked Bridesmaids, but that movie did not. I don't think I've actually seen Bridesmaids. Like so many people told me to watch it, and I was just like, because that was that. That was yeah. right around like Melissa Melissa McCarthy was at the top of her game. And I'm just like, I started <laughs> I heard about Bridesmaid. Yeah. Kind of like right when she was kind of falling off a little mm-hmm. bit. Like no one's really talking about Melissa McCarthy anymore, like right now. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, should I watch it? Like, is it like I think it's worth watch actually, you know what? If you do, it'll be interesting if you watch it now because you've seen Ghostbusters. But I have a feeling it might make you more upset that the Ghostbusters movie fucking like bombed. No, I, I is it is it just because that Melissa McCarthy is so good in Bridesmaids, and you kind of wish that I wouldn't even say her. Um, Kristen Wiig, she's a good writer, I believe. I think so, and mm-hmm. she helped write. Uh, I think her and someone else wrote the screenplay for Bridesmaids, and it it was really good. I think that's another thing was unfortunate with. Ghostbusters is that I was like you have you have a writer there why didn't you let her help you write that movie <laughs> like right she wrote the screenplay yeah. that you also directed another movie with her in it and you working with her again like you didn't didn't cross your mind that maybe it's like what it, I don't know it's just kind of like the episode of community that was written by Jim Rash it's like the in season four <laughs> it's like the the showrunners knew that they weren't doing very well so it's just like no let's just get an oscar award winning jim Jim rash in here and just write an episode like he knows these characters really well but but i don't know i i don't want to like maybe that was wasn't in her contract she was just there true 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 she was just there to act and just like just watch the train wreck she knew it was gonna be bad just like you know what i'm just gonna collect a paycheck and just be in this movie did you hear the other thing about that movie too when they were when they would run scenes Apparently, Paul F- Feige would like he would just let them in. Feige, <laughs> Feige, oh god, no, no, Alfie. you don't want. It. Ooh, I knew that was something wrong with that. I was like, that came out funny out of my mouth. I was like, what? I'll, I'll, I'll cut that part out. We don't want. We don't want you. No, to it's fine. You can leave that. <laughs> okay. What a dumb. Yeah. I knew. I knew it as soon as I said it. I was like, no. We what just repurpose it that way. That's fine. <laughs> He would just let yeah. them run scenes. He, they have like hours of footage of them just improving. Like I was like, you don't even have a proper screenplay for the Ghostbusters. You're just letting them, which is like that's part of the thing. Like I don't personally care for Melissa McCarthy too much, um, but mm-hmm. that really showed. Like if you don't bring her in, it just it the whole thing just goes bananas. Like. And it really yeah. felt like a lot of those actresses were just telling jokes and it would just keep on going. I watched this I watched this really interesting YouTube video like about mm-hmm. five or ten years ago. I think it was yeah, it was about it was about five years ago. And it it talked about just Edgar Wright, like the way he shoots for comedy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. 
and it was comparing how like how comedies today they're they're really just really well shot improv just because like like most of most of like the like comedies like this is the end or pineapple express or even like ghostbusters like i haven't seen bridesmaid i'm just assuming like it's just like these really funny people just in a room just talking and just yeah and then yeah and the the video goes into like how edgar wright is actually using like the like like using cinema to its advantage and just having things come in funny ways like a phone coming in off screen like in a funny way or yeah. just people eating food in a weird way i know exactly like, what video you're like, talking about <laughs> you, really you know what exactly yeah. yeah i i love that it's every frame of painting i believe it's called yes that's that, that guy doesn't put out videos anymore though right i don't know he he, no. he would take really long he he really needs to make another another one, but because uh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed that mm-hmm. channel. But he made a really good point, just that, and this is why I love Edgar Wright, just because Edgar Wright. I, I think I said this before in the podcast, like like movies is moving pictures. You mm-hmm. should be able to like it's not like a podcast like this. Like we're not relying on like our voices yeah. and audio to like entertain people you have moving pictures you better entertain me with like these mm-hmm. uh, with uh with this video uh and it's really sad and like disheartening that like all comedy like today yeah. is all is is all just improv i don't know it's 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 it, it's really sad but i would say especially you, you said... western cinema like mm-hmm. just american cinema in general just it's a lot of just dialogue yeah, it's just like let's get funny people that we know, like on SNL, like mm-hmm. and just just get them in a room and just riff. And I'm just like, from sometimes SNL, yeah. that can be funny. <laughs> yeah, like that's their formula, right? Like, oh, just let's just grab someone from SNL and just shove it up a wheelie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know. Like, I appreciate like filmmakers like Edgar Wright just kind of mm-hmm. just not falling into that mold. But speaking of Edgar Wright, like I'm so excited for Last Night in Soho. Like, I'm like, like, I know that's not, it's probably not going to be like funny. Well, I actually don't know what it's going to be because as you know, like I've told you before, I don't watch trailers anymore. Yeah. So I go in completely unsullied. I haven't seen a single trailer for last night. Like, have you? That's it. Well, I had no choice because I was in a theater when I saw that trailer. But um, yeah, you're, I think he's also been very clear that it this is gonna be a horror movie. Like it's not really his normal thing, which is another exciting thing about it. The cinematography, I could be wrong. I don't want to spoil really anything, but like the trailer, it doesn't seem like he's doing super kinetic cinematography, although it's still very interestingly shot. I don't know if we're gonna get mm-hmm. like whip pans and all that, which might actually be kind of cool. I'm sure he's gonna find other ways to be creative about that, like. It's Edgar Wright. He'll find a way to put a whip pan in there. Mm-hmm. Like Baby Driver, <laughs> Baby Driver, from what I remember, doesn't have a lot of whip pans, but there's there there's some just hidden it in there. Yeah, hidden in there. Dang, but Baby Driver. I remember when that movie came Baby out. Baby Driver is so good. So good. It, it, it's hard for me to love Baby Driver though, based on like the person that was in that's in Baby Driver that like yeah like just the main villain. It's really hard for me to like. I I try and like separate the artist from the person, but I'm just like, oh man, can I just like to... put duct tape on the screen? <laughs> do you want me to? Do you want me to make it worse for you? Apparently, your main character is also someone who is not uh not the biz either. Oh, is I, Ansel Elgort. I would. You should go. I'm not gonna go into it. You should probably look it up. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll look at that into movie. It. Also, was like, Ugh. But, okay, we still got the we, but, we still got the the Edgar Wright trilogy of uh, Cor- the Cornetto yeah, trilogy. Corn- yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't know where that came. from. The Cornetto trilogy, I think, is probably one of the my favorite trilogies of like all time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's so good. Like, what's your favorite movie from that? I watched um, the World's End or World's End recently. Shit, that's hard because Hot Fuzz is really good too. Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead, like already because I like zombie movies. So Shaun of the Dead for me is is like I like it, but I feel like some of the jokes in it, like I still laugh at them, but I feel like they don't age too well. Okay, like, yeah, I, like, yeah, no, you're you're not wrong. But 
I, I can't believe I'm doing this. I'm talking about a cop movie in 2021, but I feel like Hot Fuzz, like I can, I can put that on and I'll be entertained. Like, no matter <laughs> yeah. what. like I know it's about cops and like, it's, it's trendy now to like hate cops, but I, I like, I like these cops. I like they're like Hot these Fuzz are the is cool like so cops. good. It's, yeah, <laughs> it, um, I don't know. There's so there, there's so many things about Hot Fuzz that I absolutely just love. Did yeah. you come up with a favorite? Okay, okay, this might be a hot take only because I think World's End kind of feels like almost a Taika esque movie. Like the the heart, the heart, and that the story, and you know, I think just I like the story a lot for that one. Like it's just like group of friends who broke up and then ultimately they find their way back to each other kind of thing through like this crazy bizarre alien invasion that doesn't even happen till what like 25 minutes 30 minutes into the film and it becomes like a completely different film at that point i think that's what i really yeah. enjoyed about it too like i was like what is happening <laughs> like i honestly i don't remember that one too too well yeah just because that was kind of like a dark point in my life like watching that so mm-hmm. I think like when I watched it, I just wasn't in the right mood for it. And I think from what I remember about that one, it kind of felt like it was Edgar Wright actually doing Paul, the movie Paul movie. The, you remember Paul? It felt like Edgar I know Wright what you're talking about. I've never watched that movie. Is that an Edgar Wright movie? I've no, it's not. It's okay, okay. basically Ed, Edgar Wright split off from from uh, from from uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And they went to go make Paul like on their own. And I forget, oh. I think it was Greg Matola. I think yeah. Greg Matola actually wrote that one or d- wrote and directed it. And okay. it's not bad, but it's just not Edgar Wright. So it's, it's almost like Edgar Wright was just like, hey, you know what? Let's make an alien invasion movie and stuff like that. <laughs> and let's do it the right way. But I, I think Edgar Wright might be one of my favorite filmmakers working today. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, yeah. I used to say Wes Anderson, but like unfortunately, the more I think think on Wes Anderson, like as a filmmaker as a whole, mm-hmm. I realizing the more I watched, I f- went back and watched his movies, man, it was painful. I was like, yeah, he swayed me. He swayed me with his uh, technical, fantastical abilities, and like I couldn't. Not I was, trying like, to put past. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not trying to put down Wes Anderson at all, or people that like him. Like I mm-hmm. like him too, but I feel like Wes Anderson. Like when you first start loving film, and you're you're starting to make films, and you're going to film school, or mm-hmm. you could be going to film school or not. Like Wes Anderson is like that gateway, like director, where it's like you're making film friends. Yeah, you're like you feel like because I felt like I was pressured into walk, liking Wes Anderson. I can see like, that though. <laughs> like I had like a lot of friends that like oh like show me his, his movies and like I watched them. I'm like yeah this is this is mm-hmm. and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I don't and I was afraid to like say that like hey I like Steven Spielberg because like that like like Steven Spielberg is like the guy like he's like Steven Spielberg is streets ahead of Wes Anderson like <laughs> I like the that you take- streets ahead. <laughs> I, I like that you streets ahead. <laughs> Been there, coin that. <laughs> don't, oh, dude, man. don't this make me want to watch Community again. It is. Do not this... make me want to watch Community again. Fuck. I don't have time for that. Right. <laughs> I always watch like at least one episode like a day. That's like that's... my. That used to be. That's it, like yeah. my. And I always watch like the holiday episodes. Like every. The first holiday episode they did. Was it the Claymation one that they did? The claymation was season two. Two, okay. With yeah, Abed's Un- uncontrollable Christmas. That one is so good. Yeah, it's it's so good. Like I, since we're talking about community now, like <laughs> like yeah, we're obviously like huge community fans. Yeah, but I always have to ask like this question to any community fan: like, when when do you think? When, when do you think like the the show kind of just jumped the shark and just kind of like like. I, I I know it's a really hard question to ask. Like for me, yeah. I think it's season three. I know it's different for each community fan. I can see season three being it too, only because that's when it really started. Like, I mean, I knew what was happening behind the scenes. That's why I mean, I'm sure I'm sure you did too with Dan mm-hmm. Harmon and whatnot. Like, 
I'm pretty sure that's when it was already starting to come to like a major head. They were all complaining about like, uh, well, especially Chevy Chase about the the time that they would be filming, like how long the hours were and all of that stuff. So I still like season three. I would say it really fell off during season four, which I'm sure everybody has said, even though season four does mm-hmm. have charm, like it does have some gems in there. I'm not sure if I told you this like off the record, but mm-hmm. like season four, like I wish that like, like Dan Harmon was obviously fired like uh, for the start of season four. And yeah. we got new showrunners. We got, uh, it was like Moses Port and David Garcia. I think that's what their names were. They've done, uh, what, what's that one show? It was on ABC. It was, it was actually a really good show. Like, I, I remember it actually being like a good show. If I could like go back in time and like talk to these people and be like, hey, you should do your own thing with community. Like, I feel like having Moses Port and David Garcia's like kind of come in and, not necessarily mimic Dan Harmon, which I feel like that's what they did. And that's why it wasn't as good. They should have just like had fun with the characters. And I think season four would have actually been good, but that that's just me just, just thinking out loud, but no, I I think that's only valid. Cause like, yeah, they were trying to be Dan Harmon when they weren't Dan Harmon. (laughs) Like they should have (laughs) just, yeah, exactly. I would even say it. See, now I want to rewatch some of the episodes because the thing with Dan Harmon is like is his story circle, and I don't even know if like season four necessarily followed that, or at least they well, tried. The, the Jim Rash written one actually followed it pretty well. That was the okay. Freaky Friday episode when Abed and Troy swip, swap bodies. Which, oh yeah, Jim Rash knows the story circle, so it's like mm-hmm. so that makes sense. That's <laughs> why. That yeah, it totally makes sense. And he's also Let's... an Academy Award winning screenwriter. Yeah. But which is so crazy that fuck, fucking Jim Rash from Community, like he writes <laughs> freaking the descendants and the way way back. And yeah. like like Did I know Rob... you have don't you have like some opinions on the descendants just because you, you, you like you're you're from Hawaii, right? So it's like So it... someone someone asked me to if I could do something on that. I need to I might actually rewatch it tonight because I don't remember a whole lot other than like George Clooney's in it and I remember if I remember correctly they actually depict Hawaii pretty well and the story mm-hmm. he, I mean I, they got awards for it right didn't they Yeah they they, they I think they won for screenwriting and that was Jim yeah. Rash Yeah okay. and I think Which makes they sense. won for directing Yeah like I mean I'm going to watch it tonight and now oh my gosh you shouldn't have done this to me now I'm going to like I'm going to go rewatch Community some of <laughs> because <laughs> i need to like <laughs> double check. i need to look at it again but i wouldn't be surprised right. that that's how it turned out um did they also like go of rob shrub was uh, rob shrub even I, like yeah heavily in it uh, the, since you're since you're a big fan like did you like listen to harmontown at all like what like during like season four and got to and do you remember Harmontown, like the podcast? Yeah, no. So I would listen to the. I didn't listen to that podcast until like way after I finished the show. So I didn't listen to it as the show was airing. I don't know if you did, but I saw some episodes oh, it, where he discussed like and he played that voicemail and all that stuff. It was very interesting. Listen, like listening to that podcast or watching that podcast, like when that season was airing, just because because he obviously did it live like at this comedy club yeah and you would get people coming in like asking about it like hey they should bring you back and stuff like that and there were so many things that he couldn't say and it was like so awkward but it was like the good type of awkward but because i don't know they don't even have all the episodes on like spotify or anything right like where can i go to i think think you can go to harmontown.com okay and listen to the episodes this is revealing how much of a not a fan i am like (laughs) (laughs) well it's (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what i was gonna say is like yeah. i love community i think dan Harmon is a like he's a brilliant person like mm-hmm. i wouldn't say like i'm totally a fan just because there's been certain there there's certain times when like the shows that he creates and just like some of the episodes of community mm-hmm. where it's like people of color and just kind of like and women in general were kind of like the butts of the joke and i feel and it, it it was I feel like I felt like it was criminal in community that Shirley just kind of got kind of the shitty end of the stick, like pretty much in most of the episodes. 
and like there she like out of all the characters i feel like she kind of had the least character development and she was the most interesting i thought because she was I like think, a christian yeah. housewife that <laughs> goes to community college i think what's crazy is like i think that's also why i love that show too is like it's really telling of like him growing as a person too because i think those characters mm-hmm. did i think at first yeah like if you watch like season one especially they are kind of the butt of the jokes and then you know I, I would say even like season three he starts to like comment on that sort of thing and like admitting to mistakes and whatnot and this is not justifying him at all but i also know that when they had originally written the characters that none of i did respect him for that he he doesn't write characters to have like okay i need to have i need to have a black character i need to have a female character i need to have you know an exotic you know something else like he just writes characters and then the cast will fill them in and then he starts to write those according to the people that are playing them now um Mm -hmm. i think shirley wasn't even written to be a black character necessarily if i remember correctly think so either but i remember that like yvette nicole brown just went to the audition she just nailed the freaking yeah, like audition, and they just like they just loved her. Just because they're like, fuck yeah, like, <laughs> like who who doesn't love Yvette Nicole Brown? Just because if you follow her like on social media, like or mm-hmm. just like listen to her tweets or just listen to any interviews, she's so nice. She's such like a nice human being. Oh my god, uh, do you, do you listen to the ID Ten T podcast? Th- that sounds really familiar. Oh, uh, like Nerdist to it in the past, but yeah, oh yeah, she- yeah, yeah. Yeah, she did an interview with um him, and I was like, "Oh, this is she's such a I want to be her in real life." Like, that's how yeah, awesome she is. Same. Yeah, I I will agree with you. Like later in the seasons, like Dan Harmon and I got better, got better, mm-hmm. and just also Troy's send off. I felt like was actually a pretty good send off. Like with him saying goodbye to Abed. Yeah, and, I was like, oh. and uh, <laughs> it was, I was crying a little bit. And did you sit? <laughs> Did you like hear like the backstory of like around community? Like it was Troy and Abed were actually not supposed to be Troy and Abed. It was actually supposed to be Troy and Pierce. Which like like remember? Oh no no no! I was just gonna say like yeah no like and that's very apparent like what they tried to do in the beginning, but clearly like Abed mm-hmm. and Troy were like the thing on top of Chevy Chase being a yeah. You know. <laughs> it's just funny that because they made that a thing because they would hang out like Offset and just be that's like so and. <laughs> I remember, like, there was like a there was like a behind the scenes of like Abed like rapping with yeah. Troy because Troy's obviously Childish Gambino, which mm-hmm. is one of my favorite rappers of all time. But <laughs> but that's a, that's another podcast. But I don't know. But I love Community, and I, I can see that you do too. So. Such a good show. Like I I can't even th- every time I think of a sitcom, like that's the first. Um, I know people talk mm-hmm. about like I don't know New Girl or. Man, I can. I'm sorry if you like the show. I cannot stand Big Bang Theory. I don't get it. <laughs> I tried you know and I don't I, get it. I I tried too. I remember I got got really stoned with a like an old buddy. Yeah, we bought <laughs> Big Bang Theory at a Walmart five dollar bin, and we put it we put it on. And I this is like the biggest compliment I guess for weed or the biggest compliment for the show or just like a diss. I feel like I was so stoned. I was still wasn't even laughing at Big Bang Theory. <laughs> it's, it's like it's I don't know. There's something about that traditional sitcom, like with the laugh track, that yeah. just doesn't really appeal to me. Which it's is like why weird. Yeah, it's it's weird, but it's it's also weird that a show like How I Met Your Mother has a laugh track, and mm-hmm. I absolutely love that show. Like I'll, I'll like I'll <laughs> I got you on Community. Now you got me on How I Met Your Mother. <laughs> Fuck. When this is done, I'm just gonna watch a whole bunch of episodes. But. Are you gonna be upset if I told you I've only like seen episodes here and there? I've never watched How I Met Your Mother because well, it felt like a I've, really long commitment that I. I'm not gonna be upset because there's like, there's like nine seasons, so it's oh, always God. a very it's a really hard commitment, especially for a sitcom like yeah. that to start from the beginning, but. I don't know. I know you're like, really I, busy, so I wouldn't tell you to watch it now. But <laughs> like, okay, this is this is probably going to be offensive to some people. They're not in the same realm. I'm I'm making that very clear. But it's kind of like the same issue I have with Doctor Who. It's just so overwhelming that I just don't know if I can ever start or watch that show. Like, <laughs> it, well, 
to, to help you out just a little bit, that might you might <laughs> actually watch some Doctor Who episodes tonight. I'm not the biggest Doctor Who fan. I'm not like those crazy ones that you, you see on yeah. Reddit. They're mm-hmm. just like they're on every episode. To to give Doctor Who credit is that Doctor Who, there's so many episodes out there, and there's so many mm-hmm. different Doctors. You got to find your Doctor. To like, I only watch David. I only watch David Tennant. David Tennant. I won't really yeah, watch I was going with that one. Yeah. I, I don't really watch anything else. Like I watched a little bit of Matt Smith, but it's just like, it's just not like, he's just not for me. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I love about Dr. Who is that you got to find your right doctor. And that's why yeah. they change doctors like every, like so many seasons. So <laughs> if, I don't know. So yeah, that, that'll, that'll help you out a little bit. You just haven't found your doctor. So I'm going to say it's David Tennant. Probably I'm going to, tr- hmm. I'll add it to it. It won't I, be on like the top of the list of things to watch right now, but <laughs> right. Well, that's gonna like if you wanted, you can just say Dave. Like you can make a TikTok right now and just say David Tennant is my doctor, and that will give you like a <laughs> hundred billion likes because everyone would be fighting in the comments saying that no, this is my doctor. Uh, I'm like, yo, you got me fucked uh, up because I might do that. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a free I'll, one. I'll that's a free one, that, Tyler. That's a free one. <laughs> no, I I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a flood of comments. You're like, oh why? And I'm not gonna be able to explain anything. But let me let me steer this this podcast as best I can back for sure, <laughs> back for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I don't want to I don't want to hold your hold your time too much. But I, I I enjoy talking to you so much, Tyler. Like you're a really great human being. You're legendary. I'm so happy that bro, you're, you are too. You're growing on TikTok. And your say that career. about yourself say that about yourself <laughs> right now <laughs> on live <laughs> you're, you're a really great person uh, everyone should go follow you everyone tyler makes films on tiktok and um i kind of did your promotion for you but uh where else can people find you on the internet just find just just follow my tiktok the, ba- the better my tiktok the better everything else is i have an instagram but i'm not going to plug it because i don't really like i'm not really on it as hard just my TikTok mm-hmm. at Tyler Makes Films. Um, you can find me at um, www.dsnuts.com. No. Don't actually go to that because I don't. We don't actually. Oh, know actually, what yeah. Don't. <laughs> I was like, that was problematic, no, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> no, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> People are gonna discover something about themselves, just like Dev Patel did in the Green Knight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. It's like Dev Patel did, like coming into a freaking rag. Oh god, that was nuts, right? Can we just talk about I, that really quick? Literally like, nuts. Literally nuts. Like, I still can't believe I've, I I saw freaking Dev Patel freaking come on screen. But that was I was for that was the first time. And I'm usually quiet in theaters, but like I literally went, oh, <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing. I did the same thing. I was like, "What?" But yeah, that cool. that was a really that was really disturbing. But uh, yeah, but but thank you, Tyler, for uh, joining me for the season five premiere of the Watercolor Podcast. Thank you for inviting me. I hope it was uh, okay. <laughs> it's more than okay. It was legendary because you're a legendary <laughs> human being. We'll we'll talk to you later. All right, peace. Thank you.